From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 412. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, ExpressVPN, and Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mr. Mike Hurley. How are you today? Great. Exciting, big, action-packed show today. We've got some some fun things. We, we're going to be talking about those Lamis, Safaris, and All-Stars, mm. the Urushi ones that we spoke about last week. Um, we got a lot. We got a lot going on today. <laughs> there is kind of a lot, and it's kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. which is which is good. There's a lot to talk about. The first thing I want to hit real quick is follow up on our Platinum Curios chat from last week. Mainly the manufacturing issues that Platinum has seen with the cracking of the feeds on the front end of the Curios. Yep. And I think the best thing to do right now for anyone who's experienced this, and I got this from a retailer, is that Platinum has said that there was a batch that was that is showing this flaw, like a one specific batch, mm. one specific run of this pen that is experiencing this, and they will be replacing them. I don't know if that replacement means full pen replacement or nib unit replacement wow. because they could just they could just slot out the middle, right? Like yeah. the the internals. That would be fair. Um, But the best thing for you to do is just get in contact with your retailer and ask them how to proceed. Like just, you know, the retailers are working with the distributors who's working with platinum themselves and they're going to make, they're going to make the pens right. So just get in touch with wherever you purchased the pen from. Um, Ask them, you know, what the plan is and just, you know, basically get on the list, let them know that, Hey, mine's cracked. And, um, I would like to get on the list for a replacement when, you know, everything gets organized and finalized for when they're going to make these right. So it, it looks like they are. And as they should, like they've, they've shown that like it was definitely some type of flaw in the process. And, uh, hopefully it's not more widespread than what we've seen because it was, it was, uh, it was a lot right now. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Fair play to them though. You know, they're doing the sure. right thing. Companies don't have to do the right thing. Right, like, right. They could do a different thing. They could do a wrong thing. They can yeah. say, "Well, I'm sorry, but that's that." Um, yeah. And so, like, I, I'm pleased that they are doing the right thing without being pressured to do so. You know, like mm-hmm. they heard it. Yes. They're like, "All right, let's go work out what this was." We've seen that there is a problem. We've identified it is an all pens, which we had kind of come to that conclusion anyway, right? Like that there was yeah. There's definitely some timing issues, yeah. right? That we could nail. And so it's kind of just like, well, we've uh, we've taken a look at this, and now what we've decided is we're gonna somehow replace all of these. I mean, that is a, an yeah. absolute mammoth undertaking, purely because of the distributed nature of the sales, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got all these different retailers in all these different markets selling these. It's going to be logistically quite complicated, I'm sure. Yeah. So. Fair yeah, no. but like you said, like you know, they they have to do it because they're they're planting a flag with the Curidos product lineup, right? This is going to be a core offering. The way that they've yep. invested and the way that they've laid yep. out the front end of this thing, yep. they're not just going to let the Curidos go. Oh, it didn't work. Bye. Right. Or, this is like it's not even that it didn't work. I mean, we're kind of assuming from them that like it can work, it should work, but there was a mm-hmm. problem. And if they didn't right. fix it, people would would write the pen off. No one would buy Curidas's again, right? Like if you bought one right. and it broke and Platinum didn't do the right thing about it, you wouldn't buy another Curidas. And if they really believe mm. in the future of this product, 
they have to give people the the confidence that it will work, right? Yep. Or like that it's not going to be a problem for you. So. Yep. So looks good. I mean, it, I hate that it happened to everyone, including myself. So hopefully everything will be able to get swapped out pretty easily. It seems like, um, you know, people are pretty understanding. Like I don't see any like really you know, crazy objections like this is ridiculous and shouldn't happen. I think mm. people knew kind of a little bit, you know, taking a little bit of jump with the Curios like we all did. Yep. Um, for something like we spoke about, that a company taking a risk like this, right? This is a huge risk product, right? You don't see this type of thing. That's why I love it so much that it exists. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll all be um, hopefully worked out and then uh, we'll just uh, keep going and see what's next for the Curios because it's, it's not even close to being done. I think that I, I just have a gut feeling they have a lot in store for this product over the next, you know, five to 10 years. I hope that it includes some design revisions <laughs> to make it more we'll comfortable see. for me to use. We'll see. We'll see. Um, hard transition here, Mike. We had a couple of notes over the past few days about cancellations in our realm. Number yep. one, the Washington DC pen show has been canceled. I want to um, give which the was... DC pen show some serious props here for doing this mm-hmm. within the time frame mm-hmm. that they've done it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's like many months away. Like we're like two and a bit months away from it's the only show. Two right? mu- it's only like, yeah, it's like eight weeks away. Like, but let me continue my point far, of but... like, but this mm-hmm. is the organizers of the Washington DC pen show. Who have <laughs> historically done a very bad job, and yes, I have. You know, basically, my feeling at the moment is like any company that is see, having to do something like this, or any organization, like they are financially losing out. So mm-hmm. there is a incentive to hold on as long as possible, hoping it's going to be all right. You know. Like they really could have could have still waited like a few more weeks to cancel this event. Like I've seen this happen in many other types of events. So I'm just mm-hmm. pleased that they gave it the amount of time they've given it, right? Like this is kind of like the area of like, okay, if you're being responsible, this is the kind of the time frame that you would say to people, look, we're sorry, but we're not doing this. So, right. Yeah. And your point being that DC is historically the most poorly run best mm-hmm. pen show in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and like, this is, hey, I'm surprised that DC got out in front of it, right? That's not their style. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, you know, like you said, it is not hard. I mean, it's not easy to make these decisions. These are hard, tough decisions um, because you want these things to go on. Um, not just, you know, it could be for monetary reasons, but it's really like it's part of your your being, like like part of your existence. You know, Bob runs this show, so like that's what he's been working on for the past six months or whatever. So, you know, it's uh, it's tough to see him cancel, but it's totally the right decision. The Pelican Hubs, they're a little bit even they're even earlier in the time frame, right? Because they have to start signing up people now for events. I think they take place in September is normally when the hubs get together, but they have to start planning them now to organize all these events, ship out all the products, all these events, and just kind of the whole coordination piece is very, very long for what Pelican's trying to do. And they're just looking at the landscape and saying, Hey, 
why are we going to ask someone to sign up to it today for an event that, you know, six weeks from now, we might just have to go ahead and cancel. So it's, again, it's, it's the right call because Pelican's saying, hey, everyone go get together in person, you know, in a restaurant or hotel ballroom or, or wherever you want to meet someone's house. And we're asking you to do this when guidelines around the world are saying that's exactly what you should not be doing. Even though three months from now, maybe something changes. I have a hard time believing that, um, you know, three months is not that far away. I don't see the the change happening. So I guess that's the bigger question is like, do you think we have any pen shows the rest of the year at this rate? No. I don't either. I kind of agree with you. I don't want to agree with you, right? But I'm I'm a very responsible, reasonable person. I think we've shown, like, by our actions, you know, with the Atlanta Pen Show getting out ahead of things, like, we take this stuff very seriously. I don't see... I, I think it's going to be tough for any pen show to say, yes, we're going to have our show. The only it option I could see... It is absolutely impossible to social distance a pen show. Yeah, like the only thing I could even remotely see is say, let's just, I'm not putting anyone on the spot, but let's just say San Francisco, let's say San Francisco and Dallas. They, what if they set up something smaller for local people that could drive to and they could, they could set up certain type of enforcement, right? right it what, be no touching? Like no one would travel. No, I know. It's impossible. Right. I know. It's, it, this, th- there. I don't really think it's possible to do any large scale events, but like, um, I'll be happy to be proven wrong as the year goes through. But like, the mm-hmm. very particulars of what makes a pen show worth going to, yep, means that you shouldn't be hosting any of them for the time being. Yeah, yeah. And like, have you ever been to a pen show that <laughs> that wasn't just like crammed into yeah. a space? But like, as you say, like, even if they did spaces. severely limit. Uh, entry, you know, like maybe oh, you can only come between this time and this time. That's what your tickets are about. Mm-hmm, all that kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm, so much, mm-hmm. like hand contact occurs at these yeah. things and needs to, right? Like it, you kind of you don't really get the experience which would be worthwhile. I feel like if you couldn't pick up and try and use these products and trying to keep them clean would be a nightmare. Yeah, I think DC kind of said it the best in their little note, which I again is just sh- shocking. That Shockingly well this. written, perfectly <laughs> explained, um, right? Like it's not the fact that they can or cannot have the show, it's that who would actually show up if we open the doors. Let me read right. let me read this part, which is so good. Yeah. Successful pen shows are touchy-feely. The attendants want to pick up each item, try out pen nibs, evaluate the weight and materials of the pens, experiment with new ink colors, examine paper, pouches, boxes. Having the opportunity to meet and talk with other pen enthusiasts is essential to this social and business event, and that is perfect. Like, mm-hmm. otherwise, just buy online. If you can't do yeah. any of those things, there is no point in having... The show, like buy online, right. it's it's the same, except all you'd have to do is wait. Right. To the Pelican Hubs, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't like go ahead and start saying, hey, maybe we'll look into Zoom hubs or something like that or, you know, whatever, some type of online hubs. I thought there might have been a sentence or two, hey, mm. virtual hubs could be a thing because that's how a lot of pin clubs are, are meeting up right now. I thought about that, but the Pelican Hubs are centered around sending product, right? And then yeah, a people lot of times, experience yeah. it together. 
yeah so. yeah so but you know it's it's a different year it'd be it'd be up for trying trying a thing right like all mm. bets are off right now and you could still have like a pelican fo- focused online event um i think they that would be pretty cool and and something that'd be pretty neat maybe i would attend my first ever pelican hub if it was online the kind of thing so um uh, it's crazy times that we're living in, right? Admittedly, like we don't know what's going on, but you know, seeing these two, two of the bigger events on our calendar um, being canceled this week, I, I, I don't think that's the end. I, I, I just don't, I don't know that we're going to have any events the rest of the year. And even if we do, who would want to travel to them? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's difficult to talk about it. It's kind of, I kind of, it makes me sad to talk about, but like, I get it right. It's, it's the right thing to do. Which I guess is worth mentioning the fact that we have a complete Kickstarter campaign, which is supposed <laughs> to take us to another pen show this yeah. year. Um, I think, we, you know, we, we don't have a defined plan yet because who can plan anything at the moment. But like, I think it's pretty clear from my comments, at least that, I wouldn't feel comfortable attending a pen show at the end of September. Um, sure. We're not like, we don't have an official thing to say about it yet because we want to be able to tell you what we will be doing instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's worth bearing that in mind. And it's because I don't want to endanger anybody else or encourage that. Um, so well, who knows you if know. you'll be able to leave the country. I mean, that's a whole thing. I, I won't be able to. Like, in September, yeah. I won't be able to either A, leave the UK, or B, go, er, enter America, right? Or, like, I have to come yeah. two and a half weeks early so I can sit in a hotel room for 15 <laughs> days. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. Like, I've been it's, telling it's, everybody, it's, the literal last thing on earth I want to do right now is travel through Atlanta Hartsfield International Airport. I yes. could not think of a worse place to, to be is to go it's through a pretty that decent airport, airport right now. But, you know... Oh yeah, yeah. On a normal on a normal circumstances, I couldn't care less. But that is the last place I want to be <laughs> is that airport, yep. the busiest airport yep. in the world. <laughs> All right, let's make a pizza, Mike. Yes, let's. That's a great thing to do. This episode is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens, the number one pizza oven company in the world. This is because they make surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas, letting you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. Now, doesn't that sound like a tantalizing prospect? You're at home. You'd love a great pizza. Now you can have the oven to do it. Treat yourself to the best tool for the job. Uni Pizza ovens are incredibly easy to use and super portable. These ovens will fit in any outside space. They can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius. This is important because it will enable you to cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. The high temperatures separate average pizzas that you make in a home oven from the quality that you can get from an Uni Pizza oven. One of their newest models is the Unicoda 16. This is a gas-powered oven that can cook up to 16-inch pizzas as an innovative L-shaped burner at the back that gives you even heat distribution throughout. It's going to create an excellent pizza pie. Uni's pizza ovens start from just $199, and they're free shipping in the US, the UK, and 
the EU. Two of the coolest models include the Unicoda 16, which is that gas-powered oven, but also the multi-fueled Unicaro, where you can choose to make your pizza with wood, charcoal, or gas. Uni also make an awesome app that can help you perfect your dough recipe and give you loads of pizza-making tips. Now, Mr. Brad Dowdy, my understanding <laughs> is you have been making pizza in an Uni pizza oven. So, our good friend Christian, who I, I'm just flabbergasted that this is where we're at now after knowing him online for what seven or eight years now, mm-hmm. and to see him grow this business like this, it's just amazing. So he it's sent a me massive he was company. Not, at this point it's so a massive it's company incredible. and really like incredible. like christian hits us up on twitter he's like hey what about this pen like mm-hmm. like we have a good relationship you've been to his house he's cooked yep. pizza for you right i believe me, in the yep. past like mm-hmm. and now he's like got this company that he built from scratch essentially and so i have the code of 16 christian was nice enough to send me one and i just got it uh last week so over the weekend i I wanted to test this out, right? It was Memorial Day weekend. You know, me and the family aren't going anywhere. What better way to, um, what better thing to do than to make the pizza? And I, it's kind of like, I can't believe this works. It's so good, right? My, my wife was definitely, um, confused about how is this going to work what's this what's this gonna be like and she like repeatedly said like over the weekend like this exceeded any expectations i had of what this could be yeah right because it's small it's compact it gets up to 900 degrees it literally takes 60 seconds to cook the pizzas um i need to put a picture up of one of the pizzas that we cooked um i took some cool pictures um and then like the other thing she kept saying was like this was so easy like Mm -hmm. i i it just, you don't understand like how good this product is until you try it. And you're like, you're thinking like, oh, this is going to be weird. This is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And it just works. It makes incredible pizza. And it was, it was fantastic. Like we, we are hooked. We, she liked it so much that I didn't even get to put it up after the first day. She said, just, just leave it out because we're going to have it again tomorrow because we still have dough. And we, and we did. So we had it for dinner one night and then lunch the next day. Well, I so also that's how, like, you can, uh, you can like sear steaks and stuff in these. Yeah, yeah. So we're already looking at that and figuring out how to, to do that. Get and, a sous vide. Um, you know, see what's next. Sous vide yep. steak is the best steak. And then you got to sear right. it after you sous vide it. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can put a great sear on it in one of these ovens. Yeah. So. so I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy with how compact it is. I'm very happy with how easily it is to use, how easy it is to use and yep. easy it is to cook uh, with it. And, you know, I was literally making pizzas in 60 seconds. Like we got out all the materials, put them on the counter. We would make one pizza and I'd be back in before they're done topping the next pizza because we made a bunch of small pizzas and they're like, oh really? It's already done? I'm like, yeah, it was literally 60 seconds. So it's great. Listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni Pizza oven, which could be up to $50 off an Uni Coda 16. Just go to uni.com, that's O-O-N-I.com, and use the code THEPENADDICT at checkout. These things are super popular right now. Everybody wants one. Do not miss out. So once again, that is uni.com, and use the code THEPENADDICT for 10% off your purchase. Uni Pizza Ovens are the best way to bring restaurant quality pizza to your own backyard. Thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. I saw a lot of pictures on Instagram today. Yeah. But there was one I want to talk about. Yep. 
that even I had to make a comment on. And this is from you. And literally the 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 comment says swatch party, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't even know you anymore. So what is happening here? I did something I've never done before <laughs> today. <laughs> so you know, you know, you remember I said I ordered all of the uh, the neon, the color neon inks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they arrived yesterday, and I wanted to fill some up, and I have seven bottles of ink, right? And I had no idea which one to pick. So I thought to myself, hey, let's swatch them. And it seemed like a fun Mm -hmm. thing for me and Adina to try out. I have a color ring, which I've literally Mm -hmm. never used, but own. I've owned it for like three years. It's just been blank. Because swatching is just not a thing that I've done. But I got some cotton swabs, swatched all of the inks. And now I have uh, three pens filled with the color inks. At the moment. Nice. And which colors? So you have seven colors. You have everything but the yellow, which yep. we won't go through all the colors. But what did you choose to ink up and in what pens? Okay. I have a Lamy Petrol okay. with the Dude, which is the blue. Yep. I have a Twisby Go with the Joy, which is the orange. And I, years ago, bought a pen by John Twiss, a Twist pen. Mm-hmm. And I have that filled with Digit, which is neon red, but really is coral. <laughs> it's a coral color. Digit. <laughs> That's the best name. Yeah. Digit. Can you dig it? But I have some right. overall comments about these inks. Yes. I'd like they to are misbehavior. Like they, they misbehave. They are. Mm-hmm. This is not your average ink. Um, no. One, they are very susceptible to, to that, you know, like the pollution that you get when you you have an, an ink in a previous pen. You know, like this happens to all of us. You have an ink in a previous pen, it's a different color. Yes. You wash and wash and wash and wash, but you never get rid of all of it no matter what you do, right? You, yes. The water's running clear, but it's still going to somehow, there's something left in the feed, right? So all right. three of these inks at the moment aren't necessarily uh close to what i expect they will be after a bit more use you know what i mean like i've got to keep right keep running through a bit more yes you just got to keep writing Mm -hmm. but i they are it's kind of interesting right like when you're in the bottles and when you're swatching them and stuff they seem quite viscous right they seem thick Mm -hmm. but they're actually very thin and wet in the pens so yes. like when I'm using them, the lines that they lay down, you it looks like there's there is like still water in in the ink, but that's not the case, right? Because the the pens were all dry, and I've used them a bunch, but they kind of spread a little more on the page than your typical ink, right? Like that mm-hmm. they, they it seems like it's soaking into the pages a bit more. What type of paper are you using? The panel book. Okay, it was what I use for everything. Yes, yeah, see, I'd want to use Rhodia for this yeah. to get a little bit more coating on the page. Oh, maybe I should try it out with the Tomoe, although it'll probably never dry, but right. So number 1, you said two you said two really good things here. So these inks to see their real true color, they have to dry, right? I noticed yep. that especially with the blue when I was testing the blue out just doing an ink swab. I was like, "Oh, or maybe it was the purple. It was the purple, the groovy." I was like, "Oh, this doesn't really look like what I expected it to look when I put the swab down." And then when it dried, I was like, "Oh, I see now. I get it." Right. So, and you definitely want to use more of a paper that is coated, like a rhodium. Okay, I'll as give opposed that more to a, a panel book. 
because even like the knock paper, like if I use it on the knock cards, it gets into the fibers. This pigment and in ink is waterproof, right? It's going to latch onto things. So you need to have some of that rejection on the top layer of the paper, which a coated paper does, which is rhodia. And then you're going to get that vibrancy because the ink's going to sit up and then it's going to dry and then it's going to look amazing. But like you said, it's going to take some dry time too. So you know, I don't know that these that they're necessarily misbehaving, but they are. There are rules for a pigment. Oh, I'm, and I'm ink not done like with this. the misbehavior yet. <laughs> Let's go. What you got? Uh, on a couple of the pens, every time I uncap them, there's a lot of ink on the nib, and it's like hmm. spreading, right? Like, so yeah, yeah it's. It, I think that they are. They're just different. Like their chemical makeup is different to what I'm used to. So they are just mm-hmm. acting how they are, right? But it's it's mm-hmm. a very different type of ink to what I've used in the past. The colors are yeah, amazing, I'd... though. Like it's worth it because the colors are just like they blow your mind. Like you've never seen ink colors like these, right? And so right. I'm excited about kind of getting to the point with the three pens that I'm using where it's kind of more closely replicating what I've seen in the swatches. Um, But they're super fun. Yeah, so one thing you can do to the the ink pollution that you mentioned, what I do when I see that, and it's totally true. That's not even something I can make fun of you for, right? Because you can clean the heck out of a pen and then you put an orange ink in a pen that had blue ink in it, and you're just like, why am I getting this brown color? Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how clean you got it, you s- stick the nib on a paper towel, and that'll pull the ink through faster instead of just like constantly scribbling. Right. You, know, you okay. can use, use it to draw through yeah, more. Yeah, you've got, ink to, got to get out the bad it ink, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, that right. Makes sense. So you're essentially you're force flushing it with the current ink. All um, right. I'll give that a go. So yeah, I would try that. And then I'm interested to see if the nib issue continues because I haven't inked mine up yet and the reviewers, um, Jeff, Susan and Sarah have not done their reviews yet. Cause I sent them all these inks. So I don't know about that yet, but I'll be interesting to see if that's a continuation. So we'll see. I, I, yeah, they're, they're, it's, I would say like the, the Twisby and the twists are both reacting differently. Like, on the Twisby, mm-hmm. there's always ink on the back of the feed because as it's hmm. um, maybe it's showing up more because it's such a bright orange that you know, it's like possible. it kind of maybe stands out more on on the feed, right? I don't know, but yeah. They, they, so you see that on a sheening ink, right? If I use an ink that's sheening, mm-hmm. my all of a sudden my feed turns red, right? Yes. Like my feed has a red sheen to it, where I wouldn't notice it if I was using like a blue black ink. Okay, yeah, maybe that's it, but 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 I will say though that like the viscosity is different, right? Like they are, they they seem like they are behaving differently to other inks that I've used, which I expected because mm-hmm. they are c- composed differently, right? Like they, it's it's Correct. a very different thing. Um, but I'm excited to 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 get more use out of them. But you'll notice that I didn't put these inks in any pens that that I really like use frequently or love. Totally. Right. Like yeah, I think that's pen, totally fair. Twist pen, I really like it, but it's sat in a drawer for a while um, because I have other pens that are in that kind of like fun acrylic style that I like more. Um, and then the Twisby Go was just like, that is a sacrifice. That's like my sacrificial lamb, that pen, right? Yeah. Um, I'll put anything in there and give it a go. 
uh, like, you know, any, any shimmering color. This is a great experiment for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's cool that you did this. Even, you know what, even if it fails in the end and you say, you know what, I really didn't like these things. This is like, this was a leap for you to get this. I was shocked. Number one, that you bought them. And then I was shocked. Number two, to see you having a little swab party. <laughs> yeah. It's also and, uh, for me, it's like, this is part of when you're trying to encourage somebody else like i'm i'm encouraging adina too here because she really liked those um colors and liked those inks mm-hmm. and i thought it would be fun to get them and then we could try them all out together and we're like we did this watching together and we filled them up together today and stuff like that so there's there's also part of that for me where it's like we this is just something that we're able to share in this because you want to if, if people around you like something that you like you want to encourage that and it was an Heck easy yeah. one to do. Yeah, and now I'm anxious to go ink up the one bottle I left behind. I don't even know what color I saved for myself. I think it might actually be groovy. No, it was one yeah, of the orange I really, ones. It might be joy. So, I, Can you do that before the next episode? Because I really want to know if your experience is similar to mine. Um, yeah, I will. Because I, I think, think I'll have, be I think I have joy. I'll put it in like a Twisby stub nib so I get a lot of ink going. And then uh, I'll use it on all kinds of different papers just to kind of get an idea yeah. of what if you're getting the expected results. And my guess is that you are getting the expected results. Or at least I'm getting a consistent result. Yes. Whether it was expected or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will once again at this point just recommend the Twisby Go to people for like these exact purposes. It is... Yeah, in my opinion, just the very best ink testing pen. Like I was able to clean this one out so easily. Like I just popped the feed out, and then you just got this like empty chamber, and you just fill it up and hit that <laughs> spring fast, and the ink is gone. Right, like it is just gone. <laughs> like I've never cleaned a pen so fast. Like it, you know, it's just because there's just nothing to it. It's so simple, and it's nineteen dollars. Like, and you get a great. We honestly nib. should. Yeah, we should talk about that pen more. Honestly, it it probably deserves more conversation. Yeah, like I know it sounds kind of wild, but it's just like a Hall of Fame level pen for me. Like <laughs> it is just so. It's the best pen at. The thing that it does, in my opinion, which yeah. is like to help you quickly try out inks. Like it's just, it's my absolute favorite. Because yes, you could get a dip pen or whatever, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But like the, the this is giving me like a design that I enjoy. I think it's fun, and to get a Twisby nib out of it, and I love Twisby nibs. So absolutely, it's great. It's a great pen. Highly recommend it if you don't have. Well, one heck, now pen. I might just have to. Now I might just have to ink up one of my goes with the ink. So you're, you should. You're, you're talking me into all kinds of stuff. I will say as well with the like the neon orange, it looks bananas in this pen because it's all <laughs> clear, right? Like it, it looks yeah. like I have some kind of like radioactive material inside of this pen. <laughs> all right, uh, we have a very exciting thing to talk about, uh, which is yeah. the unboxing of the Arushi Lamy Safaris. It's been done. We're going to talk about it. 
Uh, but let me take our second break first and thank Squarespace for their support of this show. You can make your next move with Squarespace and create a wonderful looking website to showcase your idea or project. Squarespace give you everything that you need to put your thing, whatever it is, online and all of the tools that you want to make it the best it can possibly be. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that will let you enable store functionality, blog functionality, portfolio functionality, and so much more. You can create sites for your business, sites for your artwork, sites for your band. They have all of the types of functionality that you're looking for to make that website the best it can be. And they have tons of other stuff too. Like you can even send out email campaigns with Squarespace. When I say they're an all-in-one platform, I mean it. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade. They've got you covered and they back it up with award-winning 24-7 customer support. I've been a Squarespace customer for 10 years now because of this kind of stuff. When I have a project that I want to do, I just go for it, right? Like, And I open up Squarespace, I set up a website, and then I can get going. I don't have to spend two weeks trying to get things off the ground because I'm working out how to code this or code that. I don't want to do any of that. I just use Squarespace, and you should too. Or maybe you have somebody in your life that you think could benefit from having Squarespace. And, and I think everybody knows people that like, you know, they have a website or maybe they're using like a social media company instead, right? Like, oh, my website just directs to my social media page. Like, no, no, no. If you're trying to be professional, you've got like a little business going, set up a website of your own. And it's so easy with Squarespace. You can go try it out today. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can build your website. You don't have to give them any credit card and you can try it all out and make sure it's right for you. Then when you're ready to set it live to the world, your plans start at just $12 a month. But you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show when using the offer code PENADDICT at checkout. That's squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. If you think I ramble a lot as it is, like as I've done this entire show, I don't even know what to say or how to start with what... Jonathan Brooks, Carolina Pen Company, did for us with these Lamy Safaris. Yep. So, so in the show notes, there's going to be a bunch of things. There's going to be a mm-hmm. YouTube video where Brad unboxes the pens and then a bunch of photos of the pens. I thoroughly recommend that before you continue listening to the show, you go and look at at least the images, but preferably the video, I feel like, um, so you can get an idea for what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so just the the quick, you know, high level recap for those who might just be joining us today. A a year ago or more than a year ago now at the Atlanta Pen Show, we were Mike and I were joking with Jonathan Brooks because we had seen some pictures of a Lamy Safari that had Arushi and Rodden and all kinds of crazy stuff on it. And it's like, well, I have a Lamy Safari. I wonder if Jonathan <laughs> wants it to just experiment on. Like, I couldn't care less. Like, I just wanted to give him the pen so he could go experiment on it, right? Like, I don't ever need the pen back. I don't need anything. And he was like, well, yes, of course. And then he was like, well, Mike, do you want one too? And Mike was like, well, duh. Because yeah, and then I went big. and found and bought a Safari <laughs> at, the, at the pen show. Do you know what safari did you buy? That's the I one thing I don't no, know. You're literally underlying. no memory of it. Like I just went, <laughs> f- just the first Lamy safari that I found, I bought it and yeah. just gave it to him. We'll have to ask Jonathan what's the yep. underlying pin on that. He's going to do some 
some things with this too. So, um, and then, well, if it's me and you, we had to get Anna in on the action, right? You know, because, you know, Jonathan's been a live guest at the Atlanta Pen Show podcast with the three of us and, and Anna always has her competition with me about the Lamy Safari versus the Lamy All-Star. So we got, Jonathan got an All-Star for her. And so we had these three pens that Jonathan had and to experiment on and see if he could apply Arushi lacquering techniques and rodden to these these safaris. I'm going to keep calling them safaris, even though it's a safari and an all-star. I, I, I will mess that up plenty of times, but I just thought it would be a, an experiment if he was up for it, like in his spare time. And you know Jonathan, and I know Jonathan. Nana knows Jonathan. He takes his craft very seriously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the expectations I had for this pen was almost that would come back in parts in a box saying f this it can't be done <laughs> right that was my that was my going expectation no i expected that he was gonna make it work like that <laughs> for for ver- like for very similar reasons to what you're saying like i know how serious he takes it this was a challenge and i knew he would find a way to do it he fought and fought and fought with these pens to get them right because I. it's like he didn't want to let us down. I have so many questions about how he got these to work. Yeah, and we'll talk with Jonathan more about this. We'll have to get him on yeah. or do a video or something. He's going to share a bunch of the behind-the-scenes pictures on making them. But in talking with him on the phone... These were extraordinarily challenging to make. Like he doesn't want to do these again because it was so difficult. He had to get parts remade for these pins because they were that difficult to work with, like removing the parts so he could lacquer them properly and not being able to put them back on. Like it took him like forever and a day to put these put these pins together. And the results they exceed any expectation like I could have had. Like there's no there's no way to describe what Jonathan did with these pens without handling them yourself. And luckily for me, Mike, <laughs> I have all three I of them sitting so right much. here in front of me. I hate you so much. <laughs> so that was the impetus. So the three different pens themselves, um, they do you want to try and describe the look of each of them? Sure. A little bit? So, so I provided much to... Uh, some of my friends' consternation, a Lamy uh, gray safari. I guess it's Griso. It's what uh, our friend Ink Dependence Mike is saying in the chat. It was a limited edition way back in the day. It's a light still, gray barrel with black clip. I still hate that you did that. Like, <laughs> mm, I, I'm super, but it's super, such a super fan thing that I did that to do. You took a, I mean, limited edition Lamy safari, which was a great <laughs> safari, the gray one, and you just like cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty fun i didn't mind um so mine so what jonathan has to do is he has to disassemble these pens completely and his real difficulties were with the clip and then the top finial on the safari caps and the all-star caps they were just very very difficult to get off remove um and replace in a completed fashion so he had to actually re- remake the top caps on all these safaris so mine I'm calling it, it's, I don't know, well, I'll have to think of a name for, like, the color of it, but it's basically, like, the dark lilac 
of colors for the Lamy Safari. It's almost like a Lamy Safari dark lilac arushi. The thing that amazes me the most, Mike, and the thing that I think you will get um, the most joy out of and Anna will get the most joy out of is that when you pick up this pen, you know it's a Lamy Safari. Like, I didn't expect yeah. that feel when I got this pen back. I thought it might feel like a different pen with a Lamy Safari as a base. I was wondering right? if he would end up observing the design of the what the pen is, right? Like, maybe 100%. he would fill the hole, right? Like, somehow, or right. maybe it would be round when it came back and not having the flat sides anymore. Um, like, I was really intrigued to see what the process of arushi lacquering acrylic especially which seems difficult um mm-hmm. the, the i was wondering how it would end up shaping out you know it's a hundred percent alami safari that's my favorite thing about this because i love the safari as it is right yep so it's already one of my favorite types of pins and then to have basically a piece of art lami safari now it's just uh, it's crazy he mm-hmm. kept everything that makes the safari a safari so the the clip is there the ink window is there even the lami etching in the barrel which on the safari is basically like uh in in your printing terms debossed right it's mm-hmm. sunk into it's stamped into the barrel he took out that part he had a real difficult time doing that he's thought he might just cover it up right and just you know make it a flat side like the back side of the pen would be but he thought no that wouldn't make it a safari so he figured out how to do that and then put like this powder this black powder i don't have the note in front of me on what exactly he called it so he could keep the lami stamping on the barrel Mm -hmm. to make it a safari it's it's fascinating and then you know the end the top cap and the barrel end have you know big hunks of rodden in there for like their their finial designs if you will and the grip section's done in the same material like you know but it's still got the the lami rubber ring across the middle of the pen because you can't really lacquer over that and um, you know, that would change how the pen fit into the cap. Like if you change that, so like the cap has, I don't know, some kind of coating in here. I don't know what he's done <laughs> inside the cap. So like even the inside of the cap is done. Everything about this just fascinates me. I don't get it, um, but I love it. And it's completely, completely a Lamy Safari. So I'm looking at mine. So it's like purple. Uh, it's like a deep purple. It's a, if you get it in the right lighting, it's got this real kind of um, space cloud kind of, look to it like it looks solid in one aspect and if you tilt it you can see there's almost like a a darker purple underneath it and then it's got a rotten flake uh, all scattered throughout so that's mine so it's basically like the the dark lilac it's funny that you inked up a lami petrol because yours which i now have in my hand mike is very much a lami petrol blue Mm -hmm. color Mm -hmm. which i found found kind of funny when you mentioned that so yours is a little bit different and then yours has in that yours has larger circles of rodden and this looks like he's something he's like cut out or done um it even has i'll have to get you a better picture of the grip it even has a set of uh rodden shapes down the the raised part of the grip section you know the middle part of the grip section it goes from bigger big to smaller oh, I can see to smaller it in one to of the smallest pictures. there's like four dots. i didn't yeah i didn't notice that till just now that's, so that's I, like I noticed that a moment purpose. ago and 
it's set my mind on fire how like good that is. Like, yeah, I so like so <laughs> I cannot tell you how happy I am with this dis- like they're all amazing. I got mm-hmm. my favorite of the three. <laughs> uh, this I cannot mm. believe what he has done here. I feel like I feel like for mine especially, just from the way mm-hmm. it looks, it looks like he's gone way above and beyond with the amount of work that I assume it yeah. takes. Because my assumption is, with yours and Anna's, with like the flak that's in the body, mm. it's part of the material that is... Be- I don't know uh, how it's made. I don't know. But like, it's, it, it feels like at least for what he's simpler. done with mine, that some manual placement was needed. Yes, yes. That's and that's a good way what to put I'm it. so, like, can't believe, like, so right. freaking excited about. So, like, the flat sides of your safari have the large discs of Rodden in a more dense pattern than the rounded sides. They're more spread out. And all of ours kind of have this underlayer of the primary color and then, like, a kind of, like, a darker color underneath, which is hard to show up in the pictures, but you can really see it in the light. So, like, there's blue, then there's, like, a deep blue kind of, like, cloud cover or fog going through there. So, yeah, it's really pretty. Um, And yours has the same Lamy, um, you know, where the stamping is and the, the black powder coating in there as well. And then Anna's, Anna's is so stunning to look at. Hers is different because it's on the AL star barrel. It actually feels different than both of ours. And it honestly, I'm going to say this, and this is not a negative. It feels nicer. I don't know, but that does, that's not a fair term to use, right? They're all incredible, but it feels like maybe like the finish applied to this in a more consistent manner. We'll have to ask Jonathan if it's different on an aluminum barrel than our plastic barrels. Um, Maybe it's just because they feel different for me weight wise or Mm. something like that, but we'll have to ask him if somehow the lacquering process um, was performed differently. So Anna's is very similar to mine. It's kind of a peachy pink color, same type of rod and flakes kind of uh, scattered all over the barrel and really cool finials. And the only difference between hers and ours being the all-star model is the Lamy stamp on the all-star models is not stamped in. It's basically like a, um, I don't know. It's like a. It's basically just an outer border. So that he did have to cover. So hers does not have the lami on there. Interesting. And I would bet she likes that better because it looks really, really good. It oh came yeah, of out course. Really they're well. like there are going to be differences because it was a, a different base material, right? You right. Assume right. Something so that's what I want to changed. So like I can look at the if I look at the finials, like her cap is much thicker. Uh, around than than the safari cap on the all-star so it's it feels different in the hand in a good way not that ours feel (laughs) anyway bad they're freaking amazing Mm -hmm. but i can tell it it feels more refined on her pen and i think it's maybe because of the the way the barrel is but i'm also holding mine that's got an ink cartridge full a converter full of ink and hers is empty so it feels you know the weight is different as well but it's just spectacular i i i pretty much just giggled every time i opened one of these and um they're they're just fascinating i i thank you jonathan i don't know i like we can't thank you enough um other than to tell people don't ask him to do this for for you because he's gonna tell you to go jump in a lake because they were so difficult um and there was something else in the box mike 
Mm, that yeah. Uh, I did, do we want to talk about that? I like I don't know what to do. Well, I it's open in the this video, box, so we should talk on about the video. I open the box on the video, think I'm going to open my pen, Mike's pen, Anna's pen, and there was a fourth pen in there. Um, we each had our names on the box, and then there was a fourth box with a question mark. And Jonathan failed to mention that to me that there was a little something extra in there. And um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to give away one of these pens. I didn't take a picture of it yet just because I want to check with him. It might be my favorite of all of them. Like, but that's like picking between like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, right? It's pretty amazing. I haven't even showed it to you yet. I haven't taken pictures of it yet, but you saw it in the video, right? I think it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk to Jonathan, see what he wants to do with that. I'm assuming it's to give away. We have some ideas already that we're talking about, but... um it's pretty great. I I love it. It's a it's a black and brown. Um, you know how I was trying to explain how yours and our, our three pens have this kind of cloud cover, like feel like the dark purple, mm-hmm. light purple, then dark purple. It's like that's the two different colors on the the black and brown of of that safari. It's that same effect on ours, except with the same color. If that makes sense, right? So you can see how it's kind of in the video. It's all kind of uh, weaving through there, almost like a cloud or a fog. Ours are like that, except with just the similar colors where those are two completely different colors. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, I, 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 I'm blown away by these pens. They're incredible. I can't wait to get mine. You've got to put it in the post. Like, Yeah, that's what fast. we got to figure out. Like, you ready for me to, to mail this? I'm sure it's me getting on a hers is pretty easy. So I'll just mail it to her. Uh, you will we'll have to talk about it. See if you want me to go ahead and send this because I have other things to send to you as well that were yeah, supposed I to be it. delivered in Atlanta. So I think I want you do it. want I it. I've already inked mine up last night with Lamy Dark Lilac, like as you do. Like, that's the perfect ink for this. So. Um, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, thank you, Jonathan. I, I, I really can't thank you enough. This is like far beyond any expectation that I had of, of what these pins could even be. You know, I wasn't even sure it could be done. And you've just, uh, once again, like exceeded like what my brain could process as, uh, as what the results of this would be. Yeah, I, I, I'm very intrigued to uh, see more about the process and what made it mm-hmm. so difficult, that kind of stuff. Like, I think I think that will be really, really interesting to see unfold. Yep. So, yep. So we'll talk to him more about it, see if we can maybe get him on the show or do something to where he can talk about making these pens because it's wild. Yeah. And he said you, you said that uh, he'll have some posts as well, right? Like some Instagram posts? Yep, he said it was going to wait till we shared the unboxing and then he's going to just like release his uh release all his his pictures that he had of of making it. So yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see some process shots of these. Yeah, I hope so too. All right, we have a we have an interesting challenge from our friend Glenn and then maybe we'll round out the episode of some last TPA questions. Yeah, sounds perfect. All right, this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You may think that nobody wants your data, 
But when you browse the web without anything to protect your privacy, you are at risk from ad companies and more collecting your information. It does happen to people like us, which is why I recommend ExpressVPN. It will run in the background of your computer or phone, encrypting your data, hiding your IP address. You can just download the app, click to connect, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. It uses cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server, which makes sure that no logs of what you do online are saved because it's all stored in RAM. ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. One of my favorite things about ExpressVPN is I can have it on all of my devices, so I can have it on my Mac, on my iPhone, on my iPad, right? Like it's shared amongst all of them and makes it really easy for me to move from one to the other. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash penaddict. That's expressvpn.com slash penaddict for three months free with a one-year package. Take back your online privacy at expressvpn.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, should we talk about what Glenn has sent in to us? <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so he sent us a question. Challenge, you have to get out as soon as possible. You can only take one brass town and one bottle of ink. What are you taking? So unfortunately, Mike, the context of this is our good friend Glenn lives in Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and he's thinking about if he has to evacuate quickly because, you know, uh, lots of issues going on in Hong Kong right now. He's like, you know, if I have to come up with this, you know, what would I take? So let me pose the question to y'all. What would you take if you had to, you know, the fire alarms going off at the house, but you actually have time where, you know, you would actually pick up some pins. You know, normally you just run out the door. Let's be clear. You know, the first thing you should be doing is, is getting your significant other and vacating mm-hmm. not grabbing a set purely of pins, fictitious. But Mike, purely fictitious purely fictitious if you could grab uh not co brass town which he purposefully chose because it has six pin slots which i knew from memory mm, absolutely no i did absolutely yeah i, knew I it was would six. assume you did mm. i knew i knew you knew that you're you were always a good not co employee mike when you were behind the table so mm-hmm. um and what would you fill it with, and what bottle of ink would you take? So the bottle of ink for me is easy. Uh, I will always want an orange ink if I can only have one ink. And my favorite orange ink is Brad's ink, Panatic Fire on Fire. So if nice. I can only have one orange, that's the one that I'm going to take. If I can only have one ink, it's going to be an orange ink. Well, it's kind of just the way it goes for me. Um, mm-hmm. Then I have six pens, right? And what I decided to do was to try and go for six pens that provide me with different experiences rather than like my six favorite or my six most valuable or whatever, right? Because if I figure then the rest of my pens are gone, I would maybe want six pens that are all kind of different to me for different reasons. Um, So one is the Platinum 3776 Galaxy Starlight. Mm -hmm. Love that pen. It was an expensive pen, and it's a beautiful pen. I love the nib in it. I love the way it looks. It's wonderful. Uh, The Sailor 1911 Tangerine King of Pen, it's my favorite Sailor that I own, I think. Um, I I love the color of it, and it's got a wonderful nib in it, and it's just a beautiful pen. If I could only have one Sailor, I think I would want it to be one of my King of Pens, and that's the one that I would choose. Uh, The Pilot M90, which... I think I will often say this, and I feel like it now, is the best pen that I own, um, just from a design performance uh, spectacle type of aspect. It does that. 
Uh, I would take the Brooks Urushi Pen Addict pen, so the pen that Jonathan Brooks made for us, because it's got a lot of sentimental value in it, um, and I just adore that pen. Uh, the Candelaya Haleakala Silhouette. I would have to take a Candelaya pen, and the Haleakala Silhouette is my favorite. This is the yellow one. And then I figured, let's also take one non-fountain pen, the Mark One Apollo edition. That's a really good list. And I look at this list and I realize how impossible it is to answer this question, right? Because you have to leave something off. And when I wrote this up, it was good timing for Glenn's question because I wrote this up for the Pen Addict members, my top three pens. Like literally, if I could only have three pens out of my entire collection of pens, what were those three pens? So they're easily the three that I pick to get this list started. And that's the Namiki Yukari Milky Way, the very, very beautiful, stunning Namiki pilot pen that I have that I bought last fall. Um, it's continually inked and in use on my desk. It's probably, it's easily my favorite pen. Uh, second is the Nakaya Portable AO Tamanuri. So this was my first Nakaya, still my favorite Nakaya. I just love the the black ebonite barrel. It's clean, no clip, and the light blue-green undertones of the AO Tamanuri finish um, which is pretty uncommon to to see these days. It was only available at nibs.com. It wasn't like a regular color, and they only did so, a certain amount of them. And then I picked the, the Edison Pearl G10, which is definitely the most Brad pen of all the pens that I have. Um, it's this beautiful, bright orange material um, that is, you know, never going to be made again because it's just... It, I've told the story a million times how it tore up, tore up Brian Gray's machines making it. It was an experiment and the experiment worked in that it made it clear that he could no longer use that material in any of his machinery, but it's just kind of the perfect shape pen and the perfect color for me being orange. And I, I just love everything about that pen. So those three I had down, those were locks picking the next three. Anytime you have to like in the, you know, there's an end point on the list. It's just, it's such a struggle. So I went, I also went with the King of Pen and I went with the King of Pen Sky. So it's, this is the Pro Gear model. This was my first King of Pen. It's my favorite King of Pen to this day. It's just got a stock medium nib. It writes amazingly. I just love the color. I love, you know, the trim. It's everything about that pen is, is really good. Um, the next one is kind of along the lines of your M90, but I'm taking the Pilot Murex because I prefer the Murex over mm -hmm. the M90. Mm -hmm. And this pen, again, it's got its sentimental value to me. Thomas Hall gave me this pen way back in the day. And, you know, his generosity all these years ago has helped guide me in how I like to do things uh, for other people in this community and give back as much as I can. And that's, that's kind of like the, the pen I hold up, um, you know, for myself to, to remember like how lucky I am and how, you know, great someone else was to me. And I want to, you know, remind myself to pay that forward at all times. It's definitely like a core pen for me, kind of related. Thomas also loaned me at one point, a pilot nine twelve with a posting nib. Right. And, I have that pen that is going to be my sixth pen because not only is it this great pen that's like perfect for my writing, it also has special artwork um, that I sent off for um, years ago to Japan to get some maquillage artwork done on it. It's officially known now as the mango pen. 
Um, but it's got this great koi design on there. It's one oh, of my I most used that. pens. It's yeah, one of my yeah. yeah. It's one of my most special pens. And um, I, I just love it. So if I'm filling filling up the brass town and just getting it and going, those are probably the six. And like, it's super unfair to have to leave all the other ones behind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call on the Mark One Apollo to bring something besides a fountain pen. Oh, I got to pick a bottle of ink. I yeah, the bottle of ink. Uh, the chat already picked it out immediately. So cheer, three cheers, or I owe Patrick a, a high five in the chat. He said. I'll bet anyone a high five that uh, Brad picks Pilot Orochizuku Shinkai and Patrick is correct. That is the ink bottle I would pick. It's my favorite ink. Yeah, I, f- I figured like I I love fountain pens, but I wouldn't want all fountain pens. And also, you mm-hmm. know, it, I just have something else there, right? It's like it's, it's right. also just a very different pen, and I love it. I love the Apollo, like the Mark One Apollo. I, if I didn't have the Mark One Apollo, though, I, st- I would still pick the regular Mark One. You know, because yeah, it cannot yeah. be understated how much I love that Schmidt refill. Um, yep. So, so yeah, I think that's what I would choose on my list. Yeah, so I, I might have to rethink, like, if it was a real emergency, I might not pick the Orochizuku uh, Shinkai, just because that bottle is, like, less than half full. So I might want some more ink <laughs> than that if I was going <laughs> to yeah, make I a run for it. I not worry about that part too much. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I don't even think if in those situations i would even consider pens really no i wouldn't i honestly i would i would like i'd get my phone in my wallet out yeah, after my, i got my family my family and my pet i'd get my phone in my wallet mm-hmm. because i can access everything i need on my phone and have my ids and that was that was about it should we do some hashtag ask tpa questions we should do a few. Like these yeah. have been building up slowly over the weeks and people are waiting on these answers. And I think I even have a couple more that I didn't put in here. So let's knock out a few oh, we still this need week more. so we can we start to make. More. Oh, we we need more. We're probably at the point where we're just going to have to turn on a full ass TPA show, right? Like they're mm-hmm. building up here. So um, let's knock out. Let's, you know, let's hit, let's hit a few and see where we get to. And uh, then we'll take on some more for next week. Side Rose asks, how many pens is too many to bring to work? I usually have three on my person and between 9 to 13 in my bag stored in various Notco cases. My job does not involve handwriting multiple copies of War and Peace, in case that was a question. (laughs) So I would say you've already uh, exceeded, I feel, the amount of pens that are too many. I think the three on your person is probably enough. I don't know. Mm, I think you've hit the max but not exceeded right i like the three on your person Mm. and then i'd probably have like another six in my bag is i'm thinking back to when i was at my it job i easily had that many pens with me at all times they would live in the bag that stayed at the office in a locked drawer yeah i mean i rarely did that even if the drawer was locked so right i had i had my um I had my bait cup, right, with all mm-hmm. the pens that I that was on the desk that stayed out there for people could steal if they wanted that I didn't care about. And then anything I cared about, like side rows, I'd have, you know, one or two on my person. And then I'd have a pen case that I would take in and out of my backpack. And then I'd probably have another pen case I'd take in and out of my backpack as I, as I needed things. Because I'd use gel pens a lot. And I use I wanted my fountain pens for other things, so I bet I, at any time I had probably six to ten with me every single day um, because I would I would kind of run the gamut, right? I'd have mechanical pencil, and I'd have highlighter, and I'd have marker, 
and then I'd have like whatever my favorites I'm using at the time. So I just had all my bases covered. So like side rows, I think you're in the range. That's that's the mm-hmm. range I'm at. Uh, Paper Airplane 09 asks, if you have an old Pilot Custom 74 rollerball, can I convert it to a fountain pen by swapping sections with a modern Custom 74 nib? And, and they've included a picture uh, of, a, of a set here. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, this section is a little bit off for swapping a nib into it. Like You have to have the the whole nib unit to be able to screw in there and you know the back end of the feed the way it works in there i don't think that front end is fully swappable with a 74 but i don't have one to test right like could you just swap the whole front end of the 74 into the pen yeah i don't know the more i think about it i wonder if you could <laughs> i would i mean i would be surprised I don't know. if they were built the same yeah, I mean, companies didn't really think about that at the time, right? There are companies now that say, hey, we're going to make one barrel and we can manufacture more efficiently, efficiently if we can just swap these front ends, right? The section on down to have to, to where you could use a rollerball or fountain pen. But there's usually some sacrifices you had to make in that case, right? To fit one or the other, like you couldn't fit the refill correctly, you know, on, you know, a rollerball refill, you know, if you were swapping it in to the fountain pen barrel, things like that. So I would go with, I would assume not, but boy, I sure would like to test it. Now I'm, I'm curious. All right. Our next question comes from the ink sampler. Do you have any tips on what stationery to use to start a gardening journal, paper, pen, journal organization? I would wonder if you would want one of those like, indestructible paper journal for a gardening it's journal right a hundred percent what you want you want the right in the rain products and they what they have is they've really expanded the range from just kind of standard spiral bound notebooks to really not custom type of of journals but they have so many layouts right so not only like with your garden journaling journal you could have like a grid in the right in the rain notebook to where you could lay out where your rows are and where your spaces are and, you know, keep notes on, you know, the planting and the rotations and the watering and the fertilizing. And it's going to be able to handle any dirt you have. It's going to be hand- be able to handle getting wet. It's going to reject both of those things like the dirt and, and the, um, the water you can just wipe right off because the paper is essentially a plastic paper. So you'll have to use a ballpoint or rollerball, um, excuse me, a ballpoint or a pencil uh, is going to be your best bet for that. But that's what you want to choose anyway if you're outside getting those pens dirty, something that's more disposable um, you, can, you can find. So I would use right in the rain you could go just straight into like the fisher space pen which is going to handle like that dirt and things like that uh easier and pressurize that'll get a write like if you have to write on a post that's vertical like the fisher space pen can handle that but write in the rain notebook of any format of your choosing because you'll be able to find one that meets your needs and then any type of ballpoint or pencil you're not going to want to use rollerball gel or fountain pen inks in yep. a write in the rain notebook BD Bombs asks, what are your thoughts on different and distinct filling, signa- f- uh, filling systems like the magnet filler from PEM BBS? 
I don't even know what that is. Also, if you could have one pen that could work over any filling system, what would your pairing be? Mine would be a piston filling 3776. What is the magnet filler? So imagine you've seen, like, if you take, um, it's basically like a drag system, right? So right. there's a there's a seal and a metal ring around the seal, and then the exterior, you have a magnet that will pull up, say, a disc, right, to suck in ink. It's, it's, oh, okay. These are like these super high making... capacity, um, filling pens, right? That's yeah. Like I don't even know if it's, I don't even know it's that, but it's kind of yeah. like an unnecessary, I won't say it's gimmicky. I guess it kind of works, but it was like, why would you, why would you want that? It seems more of a hassle than, than a cool thing to, to have. So yeah, like, I mean, piston, piston fillers are the best in general, I think. My I, I don't think that's. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair statement that probably everyone would agree with. If everyone could have every pen with a filling, with a piston filling system, I think everyone would agree to that. Um, what pen that's not a piston filler would I want a piston filler in? I would say Lamy King of Pen. That would be dope. That pen deserves a piston. Mm. Wait, Lamy King of Pen? Oh, so did I say Lamy King of Pen? Yeah, you got Lamy on the brain today. I'm staring. I'm staring Pro at these gear? pens. Pro gear, I have King three of pen? them. Yes, yeah. I would love a Sailor, clear, Sailor Pro Gear King of Pen. A clear Pro Gear King of Pen with a piston filling the, a piston yeah. filling system. That would be incredible. Yeah. We'll get Jonathan to just handcraft us a Lamy. Yeah, I'm sure King he can do it next time. So how we'll hard could that. it be? Just keep putting mm. the Hiroshi on until it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then I mean, they have done it. He hasn't let us down yet. So mm-hmm. uh, Lamy Safari King of Pen, Jonathan's coming at you. And finally today from Trevor Newberry, looking for a new fountain pen to lift my spirits and reward myself for some work accomplishments. I have a two hundred dollar budget. Prefer piston or eyedropper? Looking for something uh, as unique as I can get at that price point. What would you suggest? So number one, congratulations, Trevor. Um, and number two, to answer your question, I think it's kind of easier than I thought it would be seeing that you're okay with eyedroppering and want something unique. I think you just have to find something at Frank and Christoph, like a, um, like a model O2 or a pocket 20 in one of the really unique colors or a pocket 66 or a 31, any of just those really cool shapes you can get them for like 170 180 bucks. The colors are awesome. The nib choices are spectacular. You can even get like a custom nib grind on there. And you can eyedropper all of those pens, which the Franklin Christophs are my favorite pens to eyedropper, mainly because I have all kinds of translucent barrels from them so because I like to see the ink sloshing around and that's totally what I would do in this price point because there's not a lot of piston options in this price point right you can get your you know your Lamy 2000s or your Pelicans you know M205s with steel nibs or something like that with piston fillers in that price range but I think I would go eyedropper Franklin Kristoff with a very neat nib right you can get you know all kinds of different stub grinds cursive italic grinds sig grinds so that's kind of the path i would go to get something very special for your reward all right if you would like to send in a question for us to answer on a future episode of the show just send out a tweet with the hashtag ask tpa or you can email them to hello at penaddict.fm 
right? No, .com. Hello at penaddict.com. That's it. I did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you can find Brad streaming live on Twitch every Tuesday and Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash penaddict. And obviously you can find Brad's work at penaddict.com. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-S-M, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. Uh, so I'm all over the place today. Well, I've got, because la- I've got that I'm all over the brain. place. Mm-hmm. I know. All right. Thanks so much to our fine sponsors. For this week's episode, Uni Pizza Ovens, ExpressVPN, and Squarespace. And thank you so much if you have become a Relay FM member and support this show. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>